So welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of In Love. I am so happy that you have tuned in to listen uh, actually to season three, episode one of In Love. And our topic today will be the benefits of fasting. And I'm so happy to have three individuals with me um, to record and to discuss their experiences with fasting. So we have uh, Sister Jennifer Smith-Shand, we have Sister Alicia Green, and we have Sister Olga Wright, who are all members of the Rehoboth Church of God. So I just want to start off um, by talking generally about what fasting is. And, you know, we hear about fasting for dietary reasons. Maybe, you know, you have an exam, a medical exam coming up and you can't eat um, mm -hmm. or, you know, you have a test coming up or maybe you're even doing intermittent fasting uh, for weight loss and things like this. So what is the difference between this and Christian fasting? So Christian fasting is not just abstaining from eating food for a period of time, but it's an outward expression of a commitment, an inward commitment to pursue God. So when you're fasting, you're kind of slowing down to really hear from God. And in Christian fasting, you always make sure that you are carving out time to be alone with God in prayer. So that's super important. And during this time, um, basically, you're allowing God to put you through an x-ray to really examine you, you know, what areas of your life need work, what areas of your life are not aligned with his word. So as you can see, it's more than just giving up food for, you know, a period of time. And the Bible talks a lot about fasting. So it is scriptural. And Matthew 17, 21, for example, talks about how there are some evil spiritual forces that can't be removed except through prayer and fasting. And oftentimes Christians will fast because they're seeking a break through in their life or when they're seeking wisdom and guidance from the Lord. Uh, for example, Moses fasted um, with the Lord for 40 days um, and leaned on God for direction. And Jesus also fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. Um, and that brought about great spiritual growth. So after, after he fasted, after Jesus fasted, he was actually tempted right after, and he was able to withstand the temptation because I think of that, that, that spiritual growth that occurred while he was fasting. Um, the Old Testament as well, um, Ezra chapter 8, 21 to 23 talks, uh, states that I proclaimed a fast and so that we might humble ourselves before our God and ask him for a safe journey for us and our children and with all our possessions. So we fasted and we petitioned our God about this and he answered our prayers. Um, and also in Daniel, right? Daniel also fasted. He was in mourning for three weeks. He, he had no delicacies, no meat, no wine entered his mouth. Uh, and then the angel Gabriel said to him, fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and humbled yourself before your God, your words have been heard. And I have come because of your words. So the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days, but my Michael, one of the chief princes came to help me where I was left there with the kings of Persia. So you can read a little bit more about um, 
you know, what Daniel went through and what happened after that. But you can see right away because he humbled himself, uh, God heard him. Um, and also Jesus in the New Testament, he also gave very specific instructions uh, in Matthew 6, um, chapter 6, verses 16 to 18. And he said, when you fast, you know, you shouldn't look somber as the hypocrites do. Uh, you know, they, they make up their faces to show that they're fasting. And he says, truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in Full. But when you fast, you should put oil on your head and wash your face so that it won't be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only your father who is unseen and your father who sees what's being done in secret will reward you. So it shouldn't be kind of, you know, this surface level fast and you're complaining and you're screwing up your face about it. Like, you know, you, you should, you should do it from the inside. People shouldn't even realize that you're fasting unless you tell them. And, you know, it, it shouldn't be a burden, I should say. So the four of us here, including myself, were in a collective fast from January 7th to January 28th, 2024. And more specifically, uh, we completed a Daniel fast where we would fast for a portion of the day each day. And when we did break our fast, we were on a strict vegan diet. So that prohibited any meat, any animal products, uh, leave-in bread, processed foods, caffeine. So we couldn't eat a lot of things when we did break our fast. So today we're going to share a little bit about what this experience was like for each of us and also some of the revelations um, that God deposited in us um, uh, throughout that um, experience. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and start with um, some of the things that God deposited in me. I, you know, we, we talked a little bit before about, you know, how much uh, you can hear from God when you are going through this fast. So these are, this is not the entirety of everything that God spoke to me about. He spoke to me about personal things, but there are some key things that I think that, you know, would be beneficial to, you know, the wider public. And so I want to, I want to share with, that with you in hopes that it will help your spiritual walk as well. So I, for me, oftentimes when I, I do these fasts, you know, you're thinking about your spiritual walk with God and you're looking at your life and everything that has, you know, occurred in it. And sometimes it can bring you to a real point of repentance. And, you know, we repent regularly. We ask God for forgiveness, you know, all the time, um, especially as a Christian. But as um, I was in the fast, there was one day that, you know, I thought about my walk and it's almost as though, um, God was giving me kind of a vision of what it looks like for somebody who is sinning or somebody who is not walking with God. And the picture was the picture of a well. So I'm just going to share an excerpt, a, a small excerpt from um, one of my journals that day. And it said this. So my heart faces you and you extend your hand to me to save me, to lift me out of a desperate situation. No matter my sin and shame, you extend your hand. And if I grab it, I am out of the deep well. But when I get out of the well, sometimes I still go back down and you still extend your hand again to lift me out. Sometimes I make stupid decisions and decide to stay in the well because of how it feels for the moment. I don't realize that I am in a well. 
And then it goes on to say, thank God I am no longer in the well. Now I choose to stay out of the well. The well has hurt me so many times. The well has crushed my spirit. The well has crushed my soul. The well is so deceptive. The well looks good on the outside, but the well almost killed me. The well is my sin. The well is my earthly desires. The well is the playground of evil. The well must be avoided at all costs. The well has to be destroyed. So there was this, 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 this look at how, you know, sometimes we're doing things and we don't, we don't even realize, you know, what's happening and that we're actually stuck. We might not feel stuck, but God mm -hmm. showed me that, you know, there were times in my life that I was, you know, and I needed to reach out and he was there for me. Um, another, uh, so I hope, you know, when, for those who are listening that you can, you know, hear that and know that it doesn't matter what you're going through, God will rescue you. Right. But once you get out, you have to really make a conscious decision not to go back in that well and realize, um, the significance of the well, that the well is there to, to, to trap you, to keep you. Right. Um, also in Isaiah 30, chapter 30, verses 20 to 21, um, there's a scripture that says, though the Lord gave you adversity for food and suffering for drink, he will still be with you to teach you. You will see your teacher with your own eyes. Your own ears will hear him. Right behind you, a voice will say, this is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left. When I read that, I don't like something happened to me. It was like I had an out of body almost experience. It's like, yes, like I declare that, that, you know, I will see my teacher. And it also made me think about all the experiences and the trials that I went through in my life, you know, and the fact that it was actually good. The Lord gave you adversity for food and suffering for drink. You know, um, so that is another thing that I feel like is really important when you're going through a tough time as a believer um, or you're going through a tough time. Generally, sometimes these things are actually for your good and will shape you and make you who you are today. Um, and, the, and, and God doesn't really, he doesn't leave you there either, because in Isaiah 43, 2, he also says, when you go through the deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through the rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. So, you know, this, this reliance, this utter reliance on God, no matter what it is um, that you're going through is super, super important. And you have to trust in what the word says, right? It's your, it's your faith and it's your faith that heals you. It's your faith that sets you free. And, you know, without faith, it's, it's impossible to please God. So it's super important to hear that when you hear the words of God, when you're reading your word to really take it face valid and believe in it. Um, a few other things, a few other nuggets that I'll share before everybody else goes goes along um, was just the intentions. God really had me looking at the intentions and the motives behind every single little thing that I do in my life. You know, what is the motive and what is the intention of what you're doing? Are you are you doing this for your own 
selfish reasons? Are you doing this because you want people to praise you? Are you doing this because, you know, you want to help others? So mm -hmm. through my fasting time, I had to come to grips and be honest with myself and with God about my motives. And if my motives were not um grounded in him then i needed to make sure that i i made a shift there or i looked at the situation differently you know so it was it was really important for me to look at the intentions and the motives behind everything i do and i think that that's good practice right why am i actually doing what i'm doing am i am i doing it for the right reasons am i doing it to glorify god or am i doing this to glorify myself he also talked to me about functioning under the Holy Spirit and that when I'm out in public and when I'm talking to people and even in my thinking, even even if it doesn't come out of my mouth, um, how can I function under the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is the one that is is guiding even the way I think, guiding my actions, guiding what I say to people, guiding how I interact with people. Right. I really wanted to feel him and know that what I'm doing is in line with with his spirit that the spirit was living in me and I'm I'm not acting in a way that's against that um and to be very intentional about it um and also he spoke to me about plateauing. Oftentimes we go to the gym and you lose a certain about, uh, amount of weight. And, and then it's like, you can't lose weight anymore. You, you're still going, but it's like, nothing is changing, right? And he spoke to me about plateauing and that we should not plateau in our spiritual walk. So even if we've attained a certain level like we shouldn't stay stuck there. We we should always <laughs> be continuing to grow. Um, so asking him to help me to not plateau and to continue to dig deeper and so on and so forth. So it was, mm -hmm. you know, these were just a few things that kind of came out for me that were really important for, for, for me and my walk and to be conscious of. Um, and I'm sure you all have so much, so much to share as well. And uh, I'd love to hear from you. So maybe uh, we can go with Sister Alicia next and, and hear from yeah. you. Yes. Thank you, Sister Nicole. Uh, I love the um, the analogies that you gave concerning being stuck in a well. In the well, so mm -hmm. for me, that's part of the thing that was revealed to me from the fast was um, realizing the importance of guarding my mind and being I gain sensitivity to how certain information that you come across maybe on social media. If you're exploring too many subjects or things that, you know, it's just popping up on your Facebook page, you're just scrolling through it, and it seems harmless, but it's really transforming your mind. And that was what I felt like was my well. It's, I didn't realize how it was hindering my relationship with God. And so last year, since last year, I've been trying to like improve my relationship with God, but then I thought it, I found myself having trouble in certain periods of time, feeling like there's just there's a lack of connection all of a sudden. And it just clicked during the fast that it was the social media 
And so I started to integrate fasting from social media. And that's what really was my sacrifice for mm-hmm. me more than the food. Mm-hmm. And um, it really changed. I mean, my just from a natural point of view, like I was calmer. My concentration has improved tremendously. I'm able to retain information much better. Um, I feel like I was able to connect with God a lot more easier. And that was also during the time where, remember when I testified how I heard the voice of God for the first time in a very clear manner? Yes. I really do think it's because of, of God showing me like you need to be careful with what you're absorbing. It's not as innocent as it might seem. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was a big reveal for me, and I've been implementing it since then. And have to admit, it's a. I feel like I have a tendency of wanting to slip back, so I'm really I have to watch. I have to watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another thing was the X-ray analogy that you gave about how God just kind of <laughs> puts you on the spot. Yeah. So there's a yeah. there's a lot of things that were revealed to me too. Um, things that I thought I was better at. And then I realized, oh, okay, uh, actually, no, this is something that needs to be improved. So, you know, it was really humbling for me in that regards, because whether you like it or not, I do feel like when you're a Christian, there's a sense of you, you, you want to have, like, you want to maintain values where you feel like you can have some sort of pride and, whenever it's shown to you that you know for example forgiveness is maybe something that's not your biggest strength it's kind of like oh this is very important to work on because that's what um that was a big thing that jesus uh really emphasized on Mm -hmm. and the importance of forgiveness so it's things like that that uh i really appreciated it being revealed to me but it was hard at first because it was a lot. I just felt like it were, I was so zoned in with God in the beginning, especially like in the first half of my fast, because it's like the most difficult part too. Mm-hmm. I was so zoned in with God that like I found myself feeling a little bit overwhelmed sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think it can be overwhelming too, especially yeah. when you're under the the x-ray. And as Christians, like we, we, we are constantly trying to refine, you know, allowing God to refine us. Yeah. But then it can make us feel like, well, you know, am I doing anything right? Even, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I, I, I can understand, but I think, you know, at the same time, we have to remember that our God is a loving God and everything that he's telling us, everything that he's showing us is actually for our mm-hmm. good, you know, but it can be mm-hmm. overwhelming. Yeah. That's how I took it. Uh, I think it was just more of a shock because when you're going about your day, and you're and you're not really making a sacrifice sacrifice it's kind of like you're coasting on a comfort level and you need something uncomfortable to kind of wake you up and that's what I felt like the fast ultimately did for me so I definitely recommend it if if you physically can fast yeah yeah it's worth it 
I think so too. And I'm sure we all are, are going to kind of feel the same way, quite, quite beneficial. And even what you said about social media and, you know, just like when you, when you close your eyes, like what's, what's ringing in your mind? Is it scripture or is it a TikTok or is it something somebody said, or is it some, a bad movie you watch? Like we really have to be mindful of, of what we're depositing in our minds because it does stay there and it does shape, you know, the, the music we listen to it shapes how we react to things mm -hmm. shapes our mood our behavior so you're you're absolutely right that you know and uh, taking a break from that um is, is helpful so and beneficial right yeah um, so yeah thank you so much thank you and uh how about you um sister jen uh, what, what, what came out for you or what stood out for you? What was your fasting experience like? Yes, yes. yes. Um, you know, before I started the 21 day fast, um, I, I sort of prayed and I, I told God what, how I was going to go about the fasting and and what I would do, how I would do it. Because um, I know that fasting is not just for the health benefits. And it is more for me the spiritual benefits that I would gain. And even though I have health issues, like I'm diabetic and I take medication for my diabetes. So how how am I going to to incorporate that into my twenty one day fasting and a Daniel fast on top of that? Mm -hmm. And and I really I the last time we did it it was a big struggle, and so mm -hmm. this time I said to God, this is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to open my mouth to you, and like Jephthah, I will not take it back mm. so I said I'm going to do my fasting from supper to supper mm. so it's supper today until supper the next day and then I would take my medication during the time when I'm eating so for mm -hmm. almost 24 hours I wouldn't be on any medication the medication would have gone out of my body already but I tell God that I'm depending on him. And so during that time, God just revealed himself to me. It's not about the food. It's not about your health. It's about me, God. And that is what mm -hmm. he said. It's about me. And so when um, Bishop asks us to, to, you know, to record the things that we are grateful for, one of the things that really came home to me was that the veil of the temple was torn down. Oh. The veil mm -hmm. of the temple was torn down and that we could approach God in person. We didn't have to depend on anybody else. No priest, no mm -hmm. pastor, no sister, no brother we could approach God in person. Mm -hmm. And so that is how I went about 
started my fasting that God, I'm going to approach you and we're going to be in this intimate space where I can tell you everything. And I love to mm -hmm. say I go before God naked. And when I say naked, it's not about physical clothing. No. It's the spiritual part of me that I that I I I I just release to God so that he can when I talk to him, I will listen for him to talk back to me. Because yes, of course, um, sometimes it's a leisure. We we tend to go to God, but we still have that reservation. But when we clear our minds, and that is what fasting and prayer helps to do, mm -hmm. it clears our mind or it cleared my mm -hmm. mind mm -hmm. so that I could be there in that space with God and talk to him and and don't 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 forget. I'm not talking to God in no formal way. Yes. I'm talking to God like I'm talking to you, Sister Nikki. Oh, yes. You, Sister Alicia, to you, Sister Olga. I'm talking to God. And sometimes I think I kind of get mad with God. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of get mad with God. And and I say, but but God, you said so, you know? You said this. You said if I do this, if I walk with you, you will, you will, you will guide me. Oh yes. And here I am. I'm going through a little bit of setback. Mm -hmm. But then I know that I can just pour it out to God, and we can just talk, and and I can look back at it and 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 say to myself that truly God is wonderful. Amen. And I know that he can do exploit for me and for others out there. The the the, the scripture um that came back to me was Esther in Esther mm -hmm. 4, where she had a she she was in a plight where her people were going to be destroyed. Mm -hmm. And she said, No, I cannot allow this to happen. So I am going to go into a fast. I'm going to call a national fast, as it were. Mm -hmm. And we're going to fast and we're going to pray. So for me, going into fasting and prayer has to be specific. We have to have a specific time and we also have to have a purpose in which we mm -hmm. are, are going to, um, to fast and pray. Sister Nikki, you, you mentioned about going deep. I remember when I just started the fasting, I was thinking about, um, you know, going higher in God because, you know, Christians and as Christians, we want to go higher in God. And, and God said to me, the mountaintop, it's an illusion. Amen. It is an illusion. You don't have to go up. Because that's where the devil took Jesus. That's true. Took him to like the high pinnacle places. of the mountain yeah. mm -hmm. and said, look down and see all the things that I could offer you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So God said to me, it's an illusion. And then he brought back the scripture when Peter and the other disciples were, 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 were in the boat fishing. And there comes Jesus to them and said, you know, um, 
What have you done? They said, we have all, all night and we didn't catch anything. So Jesus said to them, he didn't say, go up higher. He said, launch out into the deep. And this, this brought me back to what you said about the well. Yes. Launch out into the deep and put down your net and see what I will do. And that 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 was one of the things that helped me through the my fasting, my 21 days of Daniel fast. It was hard sometimes. I got tempted sometimes. Yes. But, yeah. but through the word of God, I overcame the temptation. You know, I just tell myself that I'm not hungry. I am <laughs> not going to eat. I'm not going to, 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 I will, I'm not even going to sleep it up. You know, sometimes mm. I don't know if you guys ever say that you, I'm hungry, I'll go sleep. Me, I can't <laughs> sleep if I'm hungry. I need to eat. Mm -hmm. But yeah. this time I could go to sleep. I could go running and not feel hungry because I have set myself up with God already that this is what I'm going to do. Oh, and wow. so that was one experience that I had. Wow. God didn't want me to go higher. He wanted me to go deeper. Deeper. Oh, I love that. I, I really, really love that. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure our listeners are going to be um, holding that um, as well, because you're, you're so right. And it sounds like you really emptied yourself um, spiritually with God and for him to tell you that, you know, I'm already up here. I'm God, you know, yes, you, you, it's more about our relationship and us deeper, you know? So even when we talk about the plateau again and trying like staying out yes. of place with God, yes. no, you can always go deeper, you deeper, can go deeper with God. Um, you said so many great things. You talked about listening, you know, oftentimes when we're praying and we're talking, we're doing all the talking, <laughs> you know, we're doing all the talking, but are we um, taking time to stand still and listen to what he's saying back to us? Um, so I think that's something that, you know, uh, also will resonate with others and definitely resonates with me that when we are in our times of worship and we're talking to God to also leave some time to listen and allow him to pour into us. And sometimes mm -hmm. that happens, yeah. I, I, yeah, sometimes that happens for me in writing. So I am, I do different things and I, we all have different ways of, you know, communicating with God. But oftentimes when I sit down to journal, um, the things and I, and I stop, then, then he speaks and I'm able to, to write, you know, or sometimes I'll play, um, just like instrumental worship music and I'll cry out to God, but I also take some time to, to, to hear and to feel what he's, he's saying to me about whatever it is I'm talking about. And then boom, like a light, something will come and, and, and connect so deeply that it couldn't have been anything but God. So, uh, I, I, you know, you, you've said so much and I, and I really thank you, uh, for that. Um, and how about you, sister Olga? What, uh, what was your fasting experience like? Can you give us, uh, any wisdom or knowledge that we can take with us? 
Sure. Um, yeah, it's been a great journey, actually. But I went into the fasting because oh, I wow. wanted to. I want, like Sister Jen said, I wanted to go deeper in the things of God, you know, like my prayer life to be more humble and my walk, just, just be like confident of my walk so others may see her walk, you know what I mean? The way we, we carry ourselves. So, and um, yeah, and my prayer life, I go deeper in it for my prayer life because I think my prayer life needs to be stronger. And the fasting and prayer goes together, right? Yes. Yes. So, so sometimes I think, like you said, after we get baptized for a while and we're in the church, we kind of kick stuff for granted, right? And we have to sometimes get a wake-up call. So often, even while I was doing the fasting, um, things come back to me. Like, I remember when I first got saved, I did this, I did that. And you tend to slack off from your reading, your prayer life, because you think you're all in now, you know, with God. <laughs> so, you, you, you do your own thing. And sometimes yeah. I think about it, I said, God, like during the fast, and I said, God, take me back where I first met you, yeah. you know, wow. yeah. when I first met you. It yeah. was like, nice. so during that time, I just, it's like you said, you, you're praying or you're talking to God, but you're not listening, you know? Yeah. And sometimes I feel God say to me, you need to be patient. You need to be more humble, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. yeah, and like you said, Sister Nikki, about the well, that hit home, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. You know, it bring me back to where, like you said, we um, we are Easter, Easter roots and we are the branch, you know? Yes. We are the branches, so we have to hold on. But their life, but sometimes we do slip, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We slip off, and then when we catch ourselves, because without us holding on, we can't strive on our own, right? But the fasting for me is more spiritual. The food, it wasn't so much of the food. And like you said, sometimes we do the fasting for the wrong reason. We want to brag how we did this and how we did that, and we're not supposed to boast. We can even work. Like the few days I go in the office, the girls are saying, are you having lunch? And I'm like, no, you know, and then sometimes you have to really explain to them because they keep pushing the food on you. So I tell them I'm fasting and, you know, I get a lot of comments. Actually, I do encourage others there while I was doing the fasting because sometimes I'm reading and they come over and sometimes she hear me on the phone and I'm talking about the, the fasting church and everything. And she comes over and said to me, Olga, you're very inspiration to me, like just hearing you talking about God. That's wonderful. Oh. That's wonderful. So, and I don't even realize it's happening. It's just happening, you know? So, yeah. yeah. So the fasting, like you said, it's to get a closer walk with God, like to purge my soul, to clean us mm. out. Because we yeah. are once in a while. And this is why fasting should never be just like, say, the 21 days. I think we should still, in between our own time, take a day or so to fast. And yeah. pray. It's very mm-hmm. important. If we remember from the beginning of time, the Old Testament, the New Testament, people fast all the time and pray. So I think it's very important. And like I said, for me, I just want a closer walk with God. I just want my prayer life to get deeper and where I can encourage someone 
by telling them about what's been happening and just you know, sometimes, Sister Nikki, like I said, you walk in a room and sometimes you don't have to tell people who you are. Right away, they can see a difference. Yes. And that's how we are to be. We don't have to show yes. or tell people or, oh, I'm a Christian or um, no. we don't oh, have to I go back that way. Because yeah. if you remember, even when Jesus walking, they could tell right away, he's the Christ. Yes. Right? He's yeah. the Christ. <laughs> and that's what happened to you at work because, you know, they, they saw you. You didn't go and evangelizing, so to speak, and speaking out loud. They saw no. that you were doing something. You were really intentional. And, and then they start to ask questions and they want to know why. And then you see, and then they tell you you're an inspiration because they haven't seen anything like that. So I, I, I that, that is, that is the key. That's what brings people to you by your behavior. They don't see you gossiping. They don't see you. You always look happy. You, whenever they ask you a question, you're always going to look for the, you know, the, the positive side of it. You're, you know, you, you tend to be less judgmental yes yeah. Um, um yeah it's it's like you said because somebody's watching you you never know who's watching you you never know so we have to continue walking straight at all times i mean things yeah. will happen but we catch ourselves and remember our place and who we serve you know yeah and get back mm -hmm. to the truck so yeah. yes the fasting i would encourage everyone to take the fasting not just to lose weight for me, it wasn't about that. It was very spiritual for me. Um, yes, of course, I lose a few pounds, but that's that wasn't what it was about. And it was just it was just a great walk with God. And like I said, yeah, changes has come. It makes me lighter, makes me feel better about myself. And things that used to bother you don't bother you anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, brings, it brings such a peace. Yeah. Yes. So mm -hmm. I would say, yes, once you're with God and, you know, yeah, I don't yeah. know, I wouldn't go back out there. I wouldn't no. give up this life for no. nothing. I was, I was speaking oh. to somebody the other day and I said to them, you know, really and truly, oh. if you want to live your full potential, if you want to get to the, you know your full potential the full you if you want to experience yeah. the the joy of 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 life the joie de vivre in french as they would say if you truly want to experience that you have to you have to give your life to christ you have to walk with god you know that's the only way you'll you'll really experience that fullness mm -hmm. Um, yeah. you know, outside of that, I mean, you might get pieces, remnants of it, but full and true joy, happiness, contentment, all of these good things that pe people often look for on the outside or through other sources is actually right there with God and in his word. That's, you know, one of the things mm -hmm. that speaks to us. Through like I was reading, somebody wrote, God, you are the best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> my life story. Amen. It's so true. You know? It's so true. It's so yeah. true. So, um, yes, mm -hmm. I would encourage everybody that they get their calling and just live a life. It's, it's sometimes it's unexplainable. Oh, you yeah. Know? yeah. When you get up in the morning, and no matter what's happening, and you before you start your day, if you just read the Psalms and just pray, it's like your day become very light. Oh, and yes. I see the difference when you don't pray, when you leave the house and you don't pray, 
and the difference when you pray. There is a big difference. Yes. Mm -hmm. awesome. Yes, definitely. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So um, thank you. Thank you so, so much. Um, I had one more thought and, uh, and I'm sure maybe we'll, we'll, maybe we'll go around and do some final, final thoughts. Another thought that came to me just in regards to this idea of like, um, the fasting and the showing off and, you know, things like this yeah. and doing it. The Bible also speaks specifically <laughs> about this in, um, it's actually Isaiah 58 verses two to 14. And, you know, he, part of it says yet they act so pious they come to the temple every day and seem mm -hmm. delighted to learn all about me so to, they're delighted to learn about god they act like a righteous nation that would never abandon the laws of god they ask me to take action on their behalf pretending to want to be near me we fasted before you they say why aren't you impressed so they're saying this to god like why aren't you why aren't you impressed with the fact that i fasted for 21 days you know we have been very hard on ourselves and you don't even notice it and this is what god says i'll tell you why it's because you are fasting to please yourselves. Yeah, Even yeah. while you fast, you keep oppressing your workers. You're unkind to people. All of this. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling with one another? It says that this kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me, he says. You humble <laughs> yourselves by going through the motions of penance and repentance bowing your heads you know you dress up in burlap you know do you really think that this pleases the lord no he says that this is the kind of fast that i want free those mm -hmm. who are wrongly imprisoned lighten the burden of those who work around you let the oppressed go free remove the chains that bind people share your food mm -hmm. with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless and he goes on and on and on uh -huh. go about doing yes. good okay go about doing good so it, yeah. it, it kind of gives this distinction between you know like true worship and false worship and i know that you know it can be difficult, but this is what we need to strive for. This is this is what we really need to strive for because at the end of the day, going back to our intent, our intentions and our motives, like God can see it anyway. So you might as yeah. well, you know, be honest and not be fake about it, and you know, try your best to you know go about doing good and and you know not hide from people who need help or you know just be be, be walk in line with the word. You know, so I thought that was really interesting too when I when I read that, and it was actually nearer to the end of my fast. It was in Isaiah, and I was like, really, really, like everything is in the Bible. There's nothing, you know, that's not in there. You, you'll find it. You'll find it. Like so, in Matthew, in Matthew six and yeah. verse sixteen, where it talks about being a hypocrite. Mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah over me fast be not as the hypocrite of a sad continence for that disfigure their face that yeah. they may appear unto men that they're fasting you know verily i say unto you they have their reward but thou when thou fast fastest anoint thy head and wash thy face mm -hmm. that thou may appear unto men and unto thy father which is in secret and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly yes and that's what we want 
that's 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 what we want right so yeah there's it was it was an incredible experience i don't know if anybody else has any final thoughts before we close up yes yes yeah. yes like also um i was you know during the fast i was reading and thinking about um in acts chapter i think 13 where where paul with the church he and barnabas you know, they were having some kind of disagreements. And um, and they went into fasting and prayer. And the Holy Spirit said, separate me, Paul and Barnabas, for the things that, that you should do. You know, separate yourselves. And I thought about us separating ourselves from the things that we hung on to. Mm -hmm. So many things we hang on to and, oh, yeah. you know, it's dear to our hearts and, and we put it in, maybe in front of God, I would say. Mm -hmm. We put it in front of God and we, we, we take God out of the equation and all these things. It could be family, it could be your job, it could be just yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, you mm -hmm. hang on to these things and I'm important and I'm this and I'm that. But when we really, really look at it, we are nothing before God. We are absolutely nothing. The, the Bible tells us that we are like grass. In yes. the morning, we spring up. And when the sun comes out, when the temptation, when all of these things come, we wither and we die. And this is what fasting will help us to maintain. It's our, it's our, 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 steadfastness in God. Fasting mm -hmm. will help us to, to, to keep our walk with God. Mm -hmm. Keep on that narrow road. Yes. You know that the broad road leads to destruction, but the narrow road, we just find a few that is walking. Yes. And that is what fasting will help us to do, to maintain that walk and to keep us on that narrow walk. Also in Matthew when 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 um Jesus himself said, Blessed are they that hunger and thirst yeah, after right. righteousness. Amen. You know, during fasting, we we don't want to be hungering and thirsting after food. No. We want to hunger and thirst after the righteousness of God so mm -hmm. that He can He can lead us, He can, He can talk with us, He can carry us. Mm -hmm. Even when we, we, we think that there is no way out, God will just carry us mm -hmm. because we are hungering and thirsting after his righteousness. Oh, yes. That's, just one that's thing all we truly, truly need. Yeah, we need to, the thing is though, we need to get real with ourselves. Um, because a lot of time we, we, we tend to try to please men instead of God. Because yes. we think God is not, God is watching and because he's not in front of us physically. So we tend to do a lot of stuff to please men, mm -hmm. you know, yes. like what do they think? What are they? And and we have to get back to basic, like say, God, it's about you. 
Yes, and the Bible talks about that as well in Galatians uh, chapter 1, verses 10. It says, clearly, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I'm trying to please people, I would not be a servant for Christ. So what you're saying is super, super important as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And I, I just wanted to share one last thought because I feel like God is putting something on my heart just to put out there for for anyone who's struggling with strongholds like mental health related issues it's such a big issue in our society today um drug substance abuse addiction all these things that are just holding you in bondage i really strongly encourage you to try doing a fast it may not have to be like a daniel fast but just to allow God to just strip you and kind of let him carry you and experience the peace of God and to kind of like clear your mind and build from the ground up. I feel like this is something that, you know, in my line of work, I see it all the time and I'm never really comfortable bringing in, uh, bringing in my, my beliefs and, you know, at the job, but it's like sometimes I see things and I'm like, I just want to tell this person, like, mm-hmm. give it to grab God. the Bible, get yeah. into the word of God. Yeah. Like just experience yeah. it and and then you'll see how it will transform your mind. So so important so so important so important and people need to hear that they need to understand how powerful how powerful Mm -hmm. god is and that nothing nothing the bible says that nothing is impossible with god so Mm -hmm. you know you're you're absolutely right and um yes you can also and and you, you know you should seek um help outside as well like professional help by different people is important as well but you know, praying and seeking God. The Bible yeah. says to seek God, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added onto you. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I second that and I think it's super, super important. Let go and let God, give it to God, give God a try. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, open up your Bible, read your Bible, pray with someone, Um, you know, find your local church, find other believers that you can share and talk with. It's, it's very, very uh, crucial, you know, it's yes. crucial to, to your well-being. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I want to thank all of you so, so much for being on here. I gained a lot from listening to you. I hope that um, our listeners as well have, have gained a lot and will try, Father God, to, you know, it's even turning into a prayer. I pray that you guys would try um, to to really give yourselves to to Jesus and to also commit yourself to a fast uh, and commit yourself to prayer and see what it does. You've tried everything else. You know, you've, you've done everything that you could do. Try this, try prayer and fasting and see if it makes a difference in your life. Um, So as I always do um, encourage you to, um, Visit Rehoboth Church of God. If you're in the Montreal area and you don't have a home church, we're located at 4871 Grand Boulevard. Uh, And if you're not in the Montreal area, like I said, reach out to your local church. 
um, reach out to even churches online or somebody that can pray with you and, and speak with you. And um, as I always do, I leave you with um, First Corinthians, let everything you do be done in love. And thank you so much, so much for listening. Bye, everybody.